Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Welcome back to Parsha and Gemara. This is Parshat Vayeshev. This is the Parsha which discusses the famous story of Joseph in the Technicolor Dreamcoat, Joseph where he shares stories with his brothers, which result in their hatred towards him, their attempt to kill him, which results in them selling him to a group of wanderers of Ishmaelim, who then sell him as a slave in Mitzrayim to the family of Potiphar. And there is a well-known story in which Potiphar's wife one day is home alone with Yosef, and she tries to seduce him. But Yosef refuses to, to succumb to this, to this seduction, and he says to her, Look with me here. My master gives me no thought to anything in this house. All that he owns, he has placed in my hands. He's saying, how could he do this to his to his master? He gives him such autonomy in this house. So many slaves have it so much worse than him. And he as a slave has so much. How could he do this to his slave master? In the end, he even says something more. He says, He holds no more authority in this house than I. Why? And he has withheld nothing from me except yourself. He's held withheld nothing from me except you. And Yosef finishes off the question How then could I do this most wicked thing and sin before God? Right? He's saying this. He has such hakarat atov, even as a slave. It's a pretty interesting idea. As a slave, he has such hakarat atov, such gratitude towards his owner. He would never do something, even though he wants to, he would never do something like this to his master. But what's interesting is a lot of the commentaries on this pasuk focus on the last two the last two words, v'chatati l'elohim, and sin before God. Yosef is focusing so much on his on his master and how this would be such a, a terrible thing to do to him who's done so much for him. And then he finishes off saying that this, this seemingly, Avera, the seemingly bad thing that would be ben adam adam between Adam Lechavera, a person and a person, is actually a sin before God. And the Mepharshim are really interested about this last line. Why, why is this a sin before God? Why is this not a sin before man? Why does Yosef specifically pick this aspect of sinning before God? And there's a very interesting at the um, Gemara in the beginning of Masecha Davodazarah, which touches on this idea of why this is a sin to Hashem, but actually brings a very, very deep and complicated story, which I will not be able to go into all the details because it, the story brings out so many more questions than the one I'm bringing. And it's a story in which in Masecha Davodazarah starts where the nations of the world. Are, are arguing with God or discussing with God, saying how is unfair that they did not receive the Torah. And in the beginning of the Masechet, this is Avodah um Tough Gimel, but at, at the beginning, even before that, the, 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 uh, the generations of the world, the other, the other nations of the world, the reason Hashem told them that they didn't get the Torah because they didn't fulfill the Sheva Mitzvah B'nai Noach, the seven Noachai laws. So the Gemara says, Right? The Gentiles say before the Holy One, Ribbono Shel Olam, 
right? The Jewish people accepted the Torah. So you're saying we can't get the, the Torah because we didn't keep the seven Noahide laws. Where do you have it? Anywhere that the Yehudim, that not the Yehudim, the Ephraim, the the, the Bnei Yisrael, Amishol kept the Torah before they gave the Torah. It's, it's just, just uh, we, they don't understand that. So the Gemara goes into discussion and says, Hashem, Hashem is going to give the testimony that they fulfilled the Torah before. And what's what's really, I, I think, teaches a very nice lesson, it's an addition, is the the nations of the world say to Hashem, you can't, you can't be a, an Ed, you can't be a witness, you're their father. And we know that the Hilchot uh, of, you know, Hilchot of Edim, Hilchot of Witnesses, a father can't be, a father can't be a witness. So they're using the fact that Hashem Hashem tries to testify, but they 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 argue against that, saying with his own halachot, with Hashem's own halachot, they argue that against them. I think that's and, and Hashem accepts this. Hashem accepts this this uh, rebuttal by the by the nations of the world, saying, "Fine, you're right. I won't be the witness. I'm not going to be the witness because I'm their father." The Gemara continues and says, "Why don't you let the the land and the waters be?" Be the uh, be the witnesses, and we know that there's many times in the Torah where it says the land and the waters. Uh, you know, we have in Parshat Azinu, Azinu Hashemayim Vadebera. Right, like we have times where where the world actually is an ed. So it says, let the world. We've seen they, the world can testify um, towards towards Am Yisrael keeping the Torah before, and they said no. There's also this is this is like your your child, the world. You've 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 uh, created this world. How can it be that this world, which is basically like your child, we know also they can't the brother and sister can't testify. So how can you say that the Torah, that the that the world, the land, the Shemaim, the water, that they can actually testify? So again, um, Hashem accepts this rebuttal and says no. But then. But then it comes in and says says something very interesting, and he says, right? They say that finally, don't let the world, don't let myself testify, but let the actual Amar from you, who's you, from the nations of the world, you will actually be the ones that testify at the Torah Kula. Right, you are going to be, and so the nations of the world are, are stunned. What do you mean? We're the ones arguing against this. How can it be that we are the ones that are going to be the ones to testify that Am Yisrael kept the Torah before they received it? So he explains, and it's coming from this pasuk. So he starts with saying, "Nimrod v'yaid ba'avraham shelo avad." Avodat Kochavim, right? Nimrod, he's a part of the nations of the world. He's going to testify that Avram did not engage in idol worship. Lavan, Lavan testify about Jacob that he's not suspect with regard to robbery. Two famous stories in the Torah that we have: Avram and Yaakov now succumbing to Avodah Zarah when he was when Avram was almost put to death, and Yaakov with Lavan that he didn't that he didn't steal. Um, his wife stole it, but he didn't steal from him. And then the, what's the last example they give? This week's parsha, the pasuk I quoted, right? Right? Let the wife of Potiphar come and testify about Yosef that he's not suspect with the good regard to the sin of adultery. So this Pasuk comes and teaches us, and, and the Gemara uses it to explain that 
Bnei Yisrael kept the Torah before they actually received it. And as a result, they were uh, more inclined and they had the schut of actually receiving the Torah as opposed to the nations of the world that didn't even keep the seven Noahide laws. So there's a few things here that I'd like to focus on. So why does the end of the Pasuk say, V'chatati le'elohim? Because it is. We see here that even whether it's the most simple of mitzvot ben adam l'chaveiro or the most complex and, and important, like something like the sin of adultery, every mitzvah you do is also representative towards your relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Here we see them in, in Masechet Avodah It uses this pasuk to be the determining factor in which makes Bnei Yisrael receive the Torah. And that's a really important idea. So every little thing we do, and it's a very Hasidish idea also, every little thing we do, it's not just tefillah and learning Torah and all those things that make us close to Hashem, but it's also all the things we do between human beings that also impacts our relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. And I think that's maybe what the end of the Pasuk says, that when he says in sin before God, Yosef is saying that, yes, it's not just a sin towards my friend Potiphar, my slave master who's been so good to me, but it's also a sin before Hashem. And just one other idea here that I'd like to bring in, because this is a really complicated story. We know that B'nai Yisrael, we have these examples in this here, which Hashem gives that B'nai Yisrael has kept the Torah, but we also have many examples where they didn't. Many examples where they didn't. And there, there's, there's, you know, we have examples of, of, of you know, uh, nations of the world who did keep the Torah. You have Bilam, who was a prophet. Yes, he did something bad, but also, so... The story is a very, very large story. And, and I think what it brings out is ultimately what the question of what did it matter that B'nai Israel kept the Torah before the Torah? Why was that a prerequisite to accepting the Torah? And I've been thinking about this question a lot. And I'm thinking, well, even in regards to Hanukkah, this is a little thought. This comes from me. Maybe this is elsewhere, but this is this is from my own, my own feelings. I think when it... In regards to holidays, you come to Yom Kippur and you expect the day to be such a, a an impactful and meaningful day. Or you come to Hanukkah and you wish that the lights of the Hanukkah can light up your life and inspire you. And then you get to these holidays and and it's just another day. Yeah, you like the menorah. It's nice. You give a sufganiyah. You eat. You give a present. But there's there's it doesn't. You don't get that inspiration. You don't get that feeling. And and I think the idea, and we have this, we have it as a halacha in regards to Pesach that we have to study the Hilchot Pesach thirty days before the holiday. And why is that? It's to prepare so that we not uh, practically, it's so that we know all the halachot of matzah of chametz, so that your house is fine. That you, you know, because it's such a chashuva of of a mitzvah, and you can't you can't you can't go against that because it's a huge avira and it's karet and all that. But the concept of preparing for Pesach, that has to be with everything in life, everything we do in life. You know, I don't want to say especially, but, you know, specifically when it comes to things that in regards to spirituality, we can't just come up to a point and just be ready to accept inspiration and be some something like, like a, a cup that just accepting the liquid that's being poured into it. You have to prepare. You have to work at it. Sometimes you're good. Sometimes you're bad. Sometimes you have a good day where you're preparation. Sometimes it's not great. And I think this may be the idea of what Hashem is trying to explain and what the Masechet and Avodah Zarah is trying to say. 
yeah, maybe I'm Yisrael, and maybe the, they didn't accept the Torah Kula. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they had ups and downs, but they tried. We have examples of our leaders, of people who went through very challenging situations, and they passed because they did keep the Torah. They did keep the Torah. And as a result, it's not that they that they automatically were given the Torah, but they were the ones ready because they prepared properly for it. And I think that's a, a very interesting idea. And, and obviously, there's way more questions on this, and the Mepharshim go way more into this little agadita um, in the beginning of the Masechah. But I think that idea, you know, now that we're in Hanukkah, and we want it to be inspiration. We want it to be a, a, a meaningful holiday. It's not too late. We still can prepare. We could still learn. We could still take the time to understand more of why this is such a significant holiday. So these two ideas, the idea that we, that the little things that we do between people are so significant that it even impacts the relationship with Hashem and the way Hashem perceives us. In addition to the fact that when it comes to spirituality and when it comes to physicality and all the things in the world, that if we want to make sure that we can receive it properly, we have to prepare properly. Shabbat Shalom. Thank you.